Okay, so let's learn. So first of all, Shkayach to uh, the sponsor, a chassid from Lakewood. Okay, it should be for him. The whole kehilah, all kwa Yisrael. should only see good things. Simchan bracha nachas. Okay, so so last week, you know, for the summer, we started a shtickle uh, mini-series about going through different inyanim, different inyanim, different uh, aspects of, I guess, society that maybe would be different in Eretz Yisrael if it was uh, following the path of Allah and Shulchan Aruch. Again, Bez Hashem. So we're not even talking about, like, Mashiach. Even things that are not, like, Mashiach-oriented and things that are not, you know, post-Mashiach, even things that are Negea Bezman Hazeh. But what would it look like? What would it look like if it was... Uh, yeah, what is you know, what does the Torah say about these things and how it would how it would function? That's part of Tzipisli Yeshua, like I mentioned last time. It's not only you know, it's sort of to envision Geula is not this like far off theoretical you know universe. It's like uh, it's real, it's real, and there's you know, and and, and part of the Avodah. This is a sugi by itself. Part of the Avodah of Mashiach Ben Yosef, for example, is to sort of you know, you know to see how how Geula is something that. Is not foreign, and it and it uh, already 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 during Golis, you know, Golis versus Gula is not, uh, you know, uh, the, the the setup of, of the world in Golis could also fit in that path that leads to Gula. So that's what we were, that's what we spar- started speaking about last week. So we talked about last week about uh, customs and who would be allowed to, who would be allowed entrance into the land, who would not be allowed entrance into the land, Shita the Rambam and so on. So I figured this week it's Reish Shuvah by for Tishvah. So I figured it'll be um, it's okay to talk about maybe a topic that's maybe not as not as not not as exciting, not as um, you know, not as pleasant, not as pleasant. Unfortunately, before Mashiach comes, one of the inyanim that 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 all society has to deal with is uh, criminals, people that uh, don't necessarily try to uh, color within the lines. And so one of the things that as a society they have to, every society has to learn how to handle is how to handle uh, criminals, how to handle people that break the law and you have a, a justice system. And specifically the, you know, in modern times for sure, the, even in ancient times, the, you know, the, uh, um, what's the, the response or whatever, the, the mechanism in place to deal with, uh, with criminals and so was prison and still is prison. And so that's the question I want to deal with uh, this morning just for a little bit. And halach, it's an interesting sugya. Where, is there such an idea as prison in Tyre? Is there such an idea of prison in Tyre? We know that according to Tyre, there's different punishments that a person can get for certain violations. There's malchus, there's uh, monetary uh, knosses, there's uh, you know, a capital punishment, uh, you know, obviously rare occasions. Is there such a musik as, 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 as prison? Is there such a thing? So we'll see about that. Say it again. So Mitzayr is not called prison, right? So he's he's mechutz l'machne. He's kicked out of the of the cave. But right, so it's a lotion of hasker and muchlet, right? But it's not. But it's not like imprisoned in a in a cage. You know, what I'm saying he's not like that. He's just not allowed into the machne, and he has to. He could he could have a, a huge mansion mechutz l'machne. You know, it doesn't. He's not limited to. He's not in prison like that. He's 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 off limits to a certain area that we have. But this idea of um, of, of base surim is that an idea? Does that come from something? Okay, so so uh, I'll give you a little bit of background. So it's like this: in Chumash, we find pretty much three places that that an idea of base surim of someone being imprisoned is mentioned. Two of them are m- more obvious, and the last one is a little bit less so obvious. 
The two obvious ones, the two more apparent ones, is two stories that happened in Sefer Bemidbar. We just had it uh, a few weeks ago. <coughs> One event is the Mekayshish. So it says in Pasuk at the end of, uh, was it the end of Pasha's Kairach, that there's a person that does, it's sort of out of nowhere, he's, he's Mechal Shabbos. Whatever type of Malach he does, that's a discussion in Chazal, this person was Mechal Shabbos. So it says in Pasuk that uh, they took this Mekayshish and they, and they, uh, and they, they imprisoned him. Ladas, in order to, and then to, to figure out what to do with him, they imprisoned him first. That's, the, that's what it says by the Mekayshish. Similarly, it says also regarding another situation of the Magadif. There was a person also that, uh, also out of nowhere a little bit, he came and he cursed Hashem, which is a violation of Gidav. It's one of the, you know, that's also a capital punishment. And also it says in Pasuk, mishmar, that they emplaced him, they placed him in a Mishmar, in a, in a prison. Ladas, again, also to, 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 that was where he was kept until they were able to follow through with the halacha. Both those cases were capital punishment. Makayshish, Michal Shabbos, Nishayv Misa. Magadev is also Chayv Misa. And both those situations, the person was imprisoned until the, the, the you know, until the Einish was carried out. Those are the two more obvious uh, references. The last one, which is a little bit less so obvious, is in the beginning of Parshas Mishpatim. So the Pasuk says, it's one of those Pesukim that for some reason everyone, everyone says along with the Chazan, or with the Valkyrie, you know. So it says in Pasuk over there, the end of the first Ali of Parshas Mishpatim, V'chiriv anoshim, if you have two people fighting with each other, V'hiki ish esre'eyu be'evon o'begref, and Nebuchadnezzar, one person hits the other, one Jew hits the other Jew with a, a serious blow, V'lo yomos, the victim did not die right away. Vinafalamishka, but he's in, he's sick. He's uh, you know he's hospitalized and so on. So now you're in a situation of where uh, is this a capital punishment or not? We're not sure. We have to see what happens with the with the victim. If he ends up so says the pasuk, if he ends up being killed, then that means that that was an act of retzicha, and then the the uh, perpetrator is chayiv misa. If it was just wounded and he ends up getting better, so then he's chayiv to pay monetary damages, but it's not a capital, pay, capital case. It says the Pasuk, Im yakum b'chutz, if the victim eventually makes his, way, makes his way out of bed and he, he walks around, in other words, he becomes healthy, al even if he's hobbling along, but he's not, you know, he doesn't die, v'nika hamake, then the one that hits is free to go. V'nika hamake, he has to pay the medical bills and so on. He has, to, he has to pay the damages. But he's free to go. Free to go. Where, where was he? So the indication of the word Venika Hamaka is that he was being imprisoned. He was being imprisoned. And so those are the, those are the, those are the places that we have a reference to, to uh, whatchamacallit, to this idea of being Chavish B'Vesayisurim. So now, this is not just something... So listen, we, we would not be able to learn halacha from, from Chumash like that. But uh, Chazal had traditions and they had the keys to do so. So, in fact, we have Mishnayis and Gemaras in Sanhedrin that Taka tell us an idea of a person being imprisoned based on these stories, based on these, uh, these uh, you know, psukim that I just mentioned. So, let, let's see Maramukha number one inside. Again, what we're going to see t- this morning are three different, in halacha, three different types of situations where imprisonment is considered to be something that is uh, within the boundaries of halacha. Three different situations. The first situation that we're going to deal with right now, based on those stories that I just mentioned in Chumash, is imprisoning someone until you carry out the punishment. In other words, so let's say by the case of the Mekayshesh, or the Megadev, or the person that uh, hits the other Jew, the end of par- in Parshish Mishpatim, all those three situations, there's an imprisonment taking place 
as sort of waiting until you carry out the, the real verdict, which is Chiyav Misa. So let's say by the Magadif it was like that, the Makaishish is like that. And so this story in Parshish Mishpatim is, at least you're holding the person in prison, you're not sure if he's Chayv Misa yet, but it's a, it's a strong possibility. And so you're imprisoning him until that becomes clarified. So let's see in Halacha. So in Maramukha number one, this is a Gemara in Sanhedrin, Ein Chesim Now, the context of the Gemara over there is not important for us. Basically, there's a machlokis between the Rabbanon and Rab Nechemiah regarding that story that Parshas Mishpatim talks about, one Jew hitting another and so on. What the machlokis is is not relevant for us, but the, but the point that we're going to have is as follows. For Rabbanon, according to Rabbanon, you know, sometimes you have this in the Gemara where the Gemara has a machlokis between two opinions and sort of each one like reads through a Pasuk and darshans each part of the Pasuk differently than the other. So the, that's the context over there. So the Gemara says like this, according to Rabbanon, the words v'nika hamaka, that the one that hits is free to go, my darshiveh, what did they learn from that, from that statement? So says the Gemara, the Rabbanon learned from that statement v'nika hamaka, malami shechayv shenaisai, a halacha forever, that when you have someone who committed, who committed a, a crime, committed an avera, that might end up being capital punishment, so until it becomes clear, either way, the person's in prison. Similar to the story by Parshas Rishvatim. And, and the, the Rabbanon and Chacham are saying, from that pasuk we learn L'doyris, that that's the halacha. So a person commits an Avera, and certainly if they're Chayav Misa already, you imprison them until the Chayav Misa takes place. But even similar to the case of Parshas Rishvatim, where they did something and you're not, even sure, you're not sure yet if it was a Chayav Misa. If it's a Vaday, the person's certainly Chayav Misa, or possibly Chayiv Misa, there's a halacha that the person's imprisoned until either you carry out the Chayiv Misa or you can clarify whether he's Chayiv Misa or not. That holding period, there's a Chayiv to imprison the person, and that's learned out from the Pasuk, Venika Hamaka. That's the Chachamim. For Rab Nechemia, and says the Gemara, and according to Rab Nechemia, who again, in the context of the Gemara, Venika Hamaka is used for something else. So for Rab Nechemia, Chavisha Minalei, and according to Rab the Gemara assumes that this concept is accepted by everybody. So where does Rab Nechemia know this idea of imprisoning someone? So says the Gemara, okay, so he doesn't learn it from, from the story of Mishpatim, Yalfi Mekoshish. He learns it out from the story of the Mekoshish. Okay. In other words, okay, one second, that's a pretty good, straightforward makar. The guy was Machal Shabbos, and they imprisoned him until he was killed. So why would the Rabbanan, why, well, according to Rabbanan, why do you need the Vinika Hamaka for? By Mishpatim, learn it from the Makaishish. So says the Gemara, the Chachamim say, no, no, Makaishish bar Ketolahu. The case of the Makaishish, that you could learn from the Makaishish, but you're not going to know as much as you would if you learned from the story of Mishpatim. Why? Because the Makaishish for sure was Chayiv Misa. When the person was Mechal Shabbos, Moshe knew that he's Chayiv Misa. It's just a matter of, you know, of, of, of carrying out. So then, from the Mekashish, all you would know is that someone who's for sure Chayiv Misa, there's a luck of prisoning him until he's killed. Over there, there was some level of doubt. The only doubt was what type of capital punishment he should be given. Skila, Herig. And that's why they had to, the Rabbanu had to reveal to them that for Chil Shabbos he gets skila. But everyone, but Mechala Maisumas, that Maish Rabbeinu knew that he's Chayiv Misa. Lafuke Hai, but by the case of Mishpatim, the Chiddush that, that the Chacham say we still need Parshish Mishpatim for, is because by the case of Parshish Mishpatim, where one Jew hits the other, Nebuch, he, we're not sure yet if he's Chayiv Misa. So this is where the Chacham say. So you want to learn from the Mekoshish, the Mekoshish tells you something that's relatively obvious. That if a person is already Chayiv Misa, he's imprisoned until the Misa is carried out. But let's say you're not sure if he's Chayiv Misa. That's where you need the Nika Hamaka. Does it say whether he's holding pens 
Yeah. So there's no indication of where it's supposed to be. It doesn't have to be like the Mitzorah, Michutz Lamachna. That there's no, no indication. What we will find later on is maybe more of a description of what the prison looks like. But where the location is, is not, uh, doesn't, doesn't say. There's no, there's, no, there's no halacha that defines that. So it says the Gemara like this. Uh, again, that's why the Chum say we still need Parshish Mishpatim. We love Barkatolu because Netzachet. We don't even know, if, we're not sure if he's Chayiv Misa yet. And that's why you need Mishpatim, Vinika to tell you that in, in that case also the person's imprisoned. <coughs> Rab Nechamia, oh, so Rab Nechamia says, okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, so says Rab Nechamia, I can't just rely on Mekayshish. Mekayshish doesn't tell me enough. So says the Gemara, Yalf mi Magadif. The Rab Nechamia says, okay, there's another, the, the third story in Chomish, that that can tell you something pretty, pretty, uh, pretty expansive. And that's the story of the Magadif. By the Magadif, or the person cursed Hashem, they didn't know yet whether he was Chayv Mis or not. The Halacha, that cursing Hashem results in Chiv Misa was taken not known. That's what was told to them after that story. So, and so the Pasuk says that the Magadif was imprisoned, says Rabbi Nechami, oh, so from there you see, not only like the Makayshish, that someone who is for sure Chayiv Misa is imprisoned, but even the Magadif, who at that time, it wasn't known that he's Chayiv Misa, is still imprisoned. And they still imprisoned him. The Rabbanan say, no, 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 you can't learn out from the Magadif. Why? Magadif Hiroa The Magadif was just a Hiroa It was something that was a one-time deal. Meshav Benu Ruach HaKadosh understood that that's what this person needs right now. He used to be imprisoned. But to learn from there forever, that is inappropriate. Why? So says Rashi over there, the next line. Rasha over there says, Dekivan Deshom Nemer Ba, it's a mistake. Since by the Magadif, Moshe Rabbeinu, Kal Yisrael, never heard that there was such a thing as being Chayiv Misa for cursing Hashem. Then, I mean, after the fact, hindsight's twenty twenty. so now we know that a Magadif is Chayiv Misa. But at that time, there'd be no reason in anyone's mind to think that someone that blasphemes, someone that curses Hashem is Chayiv Misa. And so the fact that they imprisoned him in, in their thinking at that time, there was absolutely no, no reason to think of a Chiyav Mises. Why are they imprisoning him? Uh, so it must be that it was just a Hiroshah. In other words, what the, the assumption that the Gemara is working with is the following idea. That this idea of imprisoning someone until the actual punishment that they deserve is carried out, for whatever reason, Chazal had this uh, assumption and this tradition that 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 idea of imprisoning until the punishment that they deserve is carried out is something that should only be for capital cases. Capital cases that the guys for sure chayev, like the Makayshish, or, or a possibility of a capital case, like the story of Parshish Mishpatim. But a situation where there's no reason to think that this is a capital situation, a capital case, then, then the Chachamim understood that there's no reason for there to be this idea of, of, of imprisonment. But this is the, the, the first Yisai that we find that we find in Chazal a, a place for imprisonment, which is a person does something that's he's Chayiv Misa, or at least possibly Chayiv Misa, and he just needs time, or we need to figure things out. Then there's an idea of not just, uh, you know, there's no, it's not an issue of bail, and it's not an issue of other things. The, the person has to be imprisoned until, until he's actually killed, or at least we figure out whether he's actually Chayiv Misa or not. But in that context, that's the idea of imprisonment. Oh, so we're going to see about that. So it's, it's, we're going to see very, very soon what the reason for this is, and we'll see, we'll see. But you're, you're touching on something. So 
Net, let's get slowly. Now, fine. We have this idea. Next step. How much? That was an interesting question. Again, obviously, we're not. Uh, these are broad ideas and general topics. It's, it's going to be hard to get into specifics. But the next question that we do find Chazal deal with is that how much evidence has to be in place in order to warrant an imprisonment? You know, there was, we, we know that when it comes to capital punishment, uh, the, the, the you know, in order to carry that out, it has to be mamish like uh, two witnesses. Hasra, the person has to accept the hasra verbally. You know, like Chazal famously say that any bezin that killed more than once in seven years, in seventy, whatever, it's it's considered to be uh, you know malpractice. So it was very very rare. The question is, how much evidence though does one need in order to at least imprison the person to then figure things out more? So what's that initial step? So so that's a Yerushalmi. There's Yerushalmi in Masechet Sanhedrin, Perak Zayin. So the Rishami says like this. It's a little bit hard to read and understand the Rishami, but I'll read it the way the Rishonim interpret it. The Rishami says like this: Hey Chavida, what is the situation? What what uh, what would warrant the person being imprisoned to at least give us the opportunity to investigate the situation further and to determine whether he's chayiv misa or not? So says the Gemara: Plaini haregas anefesh. If there is uh, the language of the Rishonim, if there's a coil, if there is um, uh, rumors, uh, you know, rumors, and it's going to be hard to say for a rumor, but not not Adas yet. You don't have Adam testifying. Maybe a, a, a very strong suspicion that this guy committed that crime. What would warrant a strong suspicion? Uh, circumstantial, whatever the situation is. I guess that's where it's a little bit vague. But if there's strong suspicion that this person you know, is the perpetrator, even if you don't have Adam yet, because that's already, that's already the entire, that already be the next stage. But if you have enough uh, strong feeling and indication that this is, uh, that this might be the guy, so he should be judged, in other words, he should be imprisoned, until then you get the Adam, and then you actually go through the entire. That's the first statement of the Yishalmi. Amr le Rabbi Yaisi. It's Rabbi Yaisi, whoever said this, Rabbi Yaisi says to him, That's for just, for just a strong suspicion, you're going to take a person from the street, arrest him in the street, and embarrass him like that, and imprison him? That, that's, it's, not, it's not enough. It's not enough. Ella Kaini, rather, says Rabbi Yaisi, this is the approach. If the, this is the way the Rishonim interpreted, is that in order to imprison the person, is that you already have to have Adam, and the Adam have to already testify. You have to testify that this person killed someone else, and that's already considered to be enough to imprison the person. And then, then there's a whole process of of Chakir Vidrisha, of investigating and cross examination and evidence and back and forth and Sanhedrin. It could take time. But you have to at least initially not just have uh, circumstantial evidence or, or, or a strong indication or a feeling or a rumor. You have to, you have, to have Aiden. Just like you need Aiden for actually didn't, uh, Mises Bezin, you need at least to be Makabal Kabbalah Seydis in order to imprison. And once the person's in prison, okay, so now, now there's next steps. Again, like I said, investigating back and forth. But, uh, but you need that initial step. This, this, again, the Yushalmi itself, the words are, not, are very unclear. But if you take a look at Maranach number three, the Ran in Meseches and Edrin, this is how he interprets the Yushalmi. The Nira Mitaycha Yushalmi. The Ran says it seems from the Yushalmi regarding this halacha of imprisonment until a Chiyav Misa is carried out, or at least it's, it's clarified if he is Chiyav Misa, Shemekiv and Shabo Edim, if there are witnesses that come, the Amru, and they testify, Lefnei Bezdin, Pelayni Gideh, if they're Pelayni 
cursed Hashem, or whatever the, the capital punishment is. Even if we haven't formally, uh, formally accepted their edus yet. In other words, we still would have to question them and back and forth, but there's at least that initial stage of, okay, two kosher edim, that, uh, you know, without too much investigation, seem to be uh, saying something that, that sounds legitimate. They are accusing this person of that. Verifying, that's enough to imprison. Chayv Shunai, so the person will be imprisoned. But if the Edom are not here, that's what Yushami says, it's in, inappropriate to imprison the person, and to embarrass him in such a way. That's what Yushami says. Yeah, so that we have halachas. There's already halachas in place in Masechus and Hedrin, the Rambam of, of Enoi Hadin. There is a halacha that once a din Torah has begun, for, for monetary stuff, you know, it, it could drag on. But for din nefashis, there's a special hakpah that Chazal have that once a din starts, chik chak, we got him, it has to be done properly, like the first mission in Pirkei Ovis, right? The Anshik Nesagdela said, have misunim din, there should be patience and, and, you know, seriousness and, you know, to investigate properly. But no laziness. It has to go quick. It has to go quick. So that, that we do have. So it's not going to be such a long time. I mean, again, you know, I mean, it's, it's situations come up where things can be delayed. If there's a witness that, uh, that needs to be called and he's away, you know, th- situations come up. But, but that's and we, we want to make this as uh, quick as possible. Okay, so now the next question is, what is the purpose of this imprisonment? So this is the idea. We have this, this idea of being imprisoned until the Chiyav Misa takes place or, or during the trial of the Chiyav Misa. Why? So, it's Machlokas Rishonim. If you take a look at Maramok number four, Rashi, in Masech HaSenhedrin over there, in Dafayin Chesim Mebez, he says a few words to, uh, to explain. Chayv Shines HaMakeh, referencing this Gemara that we, that the person, again, like the story of Mishpatim, one Jew hits the other, so you imprison the person. Kadesh Yivrach, so you shouldn't run away. In other words, what Rashi's saying is, there could be other, you know, listen, there could be other ways uh, to keep a person, you know, around. So you could, you could put liens on his properties, you could do all sorts of monetary things, but when it comes to capital punishment, all the money in the world, we're afraid that the guy is going to, you know, presumably he wants to live more than he wants his money. So there's always that concern of a flight risk. So in order to avoid that, that's, the, that's, that's this idea of imprisonment. And that's why it's only by Yechi of Misa, because that's, you know, any, anything less than Chiyav Misa, we could use other strategies to keep the guy here. But uh, when it comes to Chiyav Misa, the guy's going to try to find anything he can to get away. That's why the halacha is to imprison. That's Rashi. The Rivash, one of the, one of the more later Sfaradish Rishayim, so the Tshuvah Sarivash in Simon Reish Lamed Avav also talks about this. It's interesting. He was asked to Shaila um, in his day. That's, we were talking about way past Sanhedrin and Bezdin. He was asked a question about uh, Stam imprisoning. Again, in those days, Communities were like sort of um, sort of self-governed, the Jewish communities. So you had the leeway to sort of set up your system. So he was asked about the shaila of being in pri- of prison and, and how to set that up properly. So the Rivash in this context talks about this idea, and he says as follows: Void. So this idea he, he quotes: Shemisha over misa. This we have this idea, like we like we've been saying that if a person violates an aver where there's a possibility of a chiyav misa in place. So ein roi shayelech v'yatayel b'shuk ba'ayit shabezdin ma'ainin v'noisin v'noisin b'dinai. Says the Rivash, not so much like Rashi that it's a matter of a flight risk. Says the Rivash, be'etzen, it's inappropriate and it's not right that while Bezdin is investigating the terrible crime that this guy committed or might have committed, and he's just on uh, vacation, you know, taking a shpatzir in the street. It's inappropriate. And so says the Rivash like this, ein roi shayelech v'yatayel b'shuk it's not right that he should just be walking in the street 
At the same time, when Bezin is investigating the terrible crime that he did, it's like a it's a it's a chul Hashem almost. It's a zilzil. Maybe it's a maybe it's a disgrace for Bezin. It's a disgrace for the situation. That's the idea. And says Rivosh, this idea of of uh, of why that that's the reason to imprison is hinted to in a medrash. The medrash again going back to that pasuk in Parshas Mishpatim, Vinika Hamaka, right? That if the guy, the victim, ends up surviving, then the one that, that did the hit is free to go. Yachal Yitain Aravim. So says the says the medrash like this. Maybe you would think that that uh, until that happens, maybe the person should give some sort of bail for Yitayel Bashuk and he should be allowed to walk in the street. Tamaloimers. That's what it says. Vinika Hamaka. Then that uh, the person is is held until it becomes clear that the victim is okay. So, says the Rivash, why would the, why would the, why would the Michilta say, the Yitayel B'Shok, to walk to Shpatsir in the street? Well, whatever. The, the, the measure should say that without this Pasuk, I would think that you could give some bail, you know, that you shouldn't be a flight risk, and, and, and fine. The Yitayel B'Shok, says the Rivash, gives an indication that that's the issue. The issue is that, like, such a heavy thing is, is, is weighing upon the person, and Stami's just, uh, you know, walking around as if it's a regular Tuesday. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not befitting the, the situation that the person is under. He should be in such a situation. So it's, a, it's interesting. We have to investigate it. Maybe, maybe at the end when we get into a little bit of the panemius, we'll, we'll figure that out. What type of svar is that? Again, according to Rashi, it's simple. There's a flight risk, so we want to make sure the guy doesn't go anywhere. But this idea that the Rivash is, is, is introducing to us, which is like, it's, in, it's not right. It's inappropriate that such an Indian is going on in his life and he's not walking around. You have to explain what that is. Explain exactly even more better, but that's maybe, maybe at the end we'll see. In the okay. Midbar, say it again? In the midbar, right. Yeah, it's interesting, right? The Ananiya covered. I don't know, you, know, you, couldn't, you couldn't get in. I don't know if you could get out. You know, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, you have Moshe Rabbeinu there. You know, it's like it's hard to, you know, he has good eyes. So I don't know. I don't know. He's, 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 the Achorin do point this out, by the way, that, that it could be that in Rashi, see, see, according to Rashi, that it's because of, uh, again, a flight risk. So even though it's true that we would assume that, uh, that liens on property and someone would probably not be good enough when we're talking about capital, capital punishment, but the Achorin do, do talk about it in Rashi, if we can figure out other ways, you know, if you take away his passport, it, it, there, could, there could be theoretically other ways to stop a person from getting some, to getting, to getting, uh, to getting away, Without the imprisonment, so maybe according to Rashi that would work. There's no I minute. Mean, there's according to Rashi. There's no like din be'etzem. It's not like a halachal meishmisina or something. Like it has to be this way. It's just a practical way of keeping the guy, uh, keeping the guy, the guy here. If you can come up with other ways, then fine. In the rivage, it's more be'etzem. So in the in the in the Rivash's world, even if you could figure out ways to make sure, or this particular guy, we know he's not going anywhere. Whatever the situation is. In the Rivash, there's something be'etzem, that, the, that there's an in of being chavish or beis yisurim while the dentaira for chiyav misas bezin is being worked through. Is the So it's a little bit unclear. Maybe it sounds like maybe it's a. Uh, it sounds like it's it's something. It, it's a little bit unclear. Right to make the mice right. It shouldn't be. It's a belittling of the situation. Like the person has to has to reflect the the situation that's hanging over him. Like, you shouldn't be oblivious to, to what's going on. Something like that. But you have to be masbir more. It's a little bit, it's a little bit unclear. I, mean, I think if the guy acted uncivilly, so <clears throat> the only guy is acting uncivilly is being just amongst regular people. I mean, it's like, so, uh, it's because, isolate, you know, people that are... So, okay, so that, that, that we're going to see a little bit later on. We're not necessarily talking about someone who is uh, a risk to society or, or a danger to society. 
a person was Mechal Shabbos, he's not allowed to danger to society. Ritzicha might be, but, but uh, not always, you know, most Chiyav Mises, the Arayas and things like that, he's not there. So it's an Indian of, of Yitayel Beshuk. Okay. That's all situation number one of imprisonment, which is, again, holding a person until, until the Chiyav Mises is carried out, or if it's clarified. But we have another situation in Halacha of being imprisoned, and which is the following thing. Again, it's not the most, ple- it's not the most pleasant sugar, that's why I waited to, you know, for the week of uh, Tisha to talk about, but uh, it's tired. So, it's like this. Maramaka number six is a Rashi Meseches Pesachim. It's how the Aleph and Aleph. The Gemara Pesachim over there, again, the context of the Gemara is not, not in the Gea for us. It's talking about bringing a carbon Pesach for someone that's not around, right? So, you know, every Jew has to bring a carbon Pesach. Let's say a guy's not, not around, so he makes a Shliach to bring, to bring a carbon Pesach for him. That's the context of the Gemara. But what's interesting is the Gemara says a situation of, like, where is this guy? Like, why is he not the. Why he's not showing up himself. So the Gemara says an interesting thing. The Gemara says maybe he's in a base yisur, maybe he's in prison. And the Gemara says two things. Maybe he's a possibility that the person's in a base yisur in Shalakum, a non-Jewish prison. And maybe he's in a base yisur in Shal maybe he's in a Jewish prison. So Rashi says, Jewish prison? Like, what, what, what? I never heard that before. So it says Rashi like this. Rashi Psachim Tzadi Alpha Medal, base yisur in Shal Yisrael. What does it mean, uh, a Jewish prison? Like what's the, what, what, what does it make? Uh, what it makes it a Jewish prison? So Kagain so says Rashi. The example is Says Rashi. So at the end, Rashi says, okay, an, an example of being imprisoned al pitoira is what we've been talking until now. Person maybe did a something that's chayiv misa. He has to be held until it becomes clarified. Like the story in Parshas Mishpatim. But the first couple lines of Rashi, Rashi says, there's another situation of being imprisoned, which is as a way of enforcing uh, and compelling the person to do what he has to do. So the example is, if a person has to give a get to his wife and, and he's not doing that, there are situations where it has to be done and he's not. So one of the ways to compel him, you know, he could break his knees, but another way is to imprison him. And so you imprison him as a way of compelling him to do what he has to do. To divorce a woman that he's not allowed to be married to, that's one way to do it. Or another situation, if a person has a debt and he's not paying, he's not paying. So also, that could be a tactic in order to get him to pay, is to imprison him. So Chiddush from Rashi. Rashi says these are the two, so what we're being introduced to in Rashi is this new new uh, concept of Beis Yisurim as not a holding cell until, that it's actually a way of compulsion, that if someone has to do what Bezden does, he's not listening to halacha, this is another way of, uh, of enforcing halacha. Now this idea of, of imprisoning someone uh, to compel them to uh, divorce Nisha that they're not allowed to marry, that seems to be accepted. The question is the next example that Rashi gave, which is imprisoning someone in order that they should pay up a debt that they owe, that's a big shayla. That's a big shayla in the Rishayinim. Even in Shulchan Aruch, it's a big question. So I'll give you some of the background. Rashi was, Rashi was not clear. Rashi wasn't clear what situation exactly would warrant imprisonment as a way of compelling the guy to pay his debts. That Rashi just, just said vaguely. But in the Rishayinim, we have the following idea. Take a look at Marmok number 7. This is a Tshuvas HaRosh, the Rosh uh, in Tshuvas. So, Klaus HaMeches Ois Yud. So the Rosh says the following thing. Again, he was also asked to Shaila about someone who, uh, again, uh, owed money and was, was refusing to pay. And, and uh, what, what, what do we do about it? So he says like this. Dover Baru, says the Rosh. It's, it's clear and it's obvious. Shem'ein l'loi v'momen. That if the person, let's say the borrower, or the person that owes the money, if he doesn't have any money to pay, lefruye, he doesn't have any money to pay back, 
then there's no reason for the person to be put in prison. So if the guy is not paying his debt, the question is why? So says the rush, if he's not paying because he can't afford it, or you know, he doesn't have the money, he doesn't have the funds, okay, so, so you don't imprison the person. Says the rush, even if the guy made a, when they made the dock in the star, you know, he says, and if I don't pay, you know, take me away. Says the Rosh, is meaningless. Those words don't mean anything. He's not in charge of that, and, and there's no such idea. There's no such thing as, as giving yourself over to the Malva, like now, now I'm yours, or now I'm... There's no such idea. Uh, therefore, they, they should not... Uh, I'm sorry, there's a little mistake. It was late at night. Why, why, why would you imprison him? That he should become your butler? There's no such idea. Will he ask for instant to punish him, to make him crazy? And which is also not meaningless. So, a, so says the rush, if the person is being, if the person's not paying because he can't, he doesn't have what to pay, then certainly there's no idea of imprisonment. The indication being, the indication being, and the, the, the Shulchan Aruch, it's quoted in Shulchan Aruch, the indication being, but if a guy does have funds, right, and he's just not being obstinate, and he's not doing what he's supposed to do, then then this can be a form of compulsion. So uh, it could be other ways of, of, of compelling the person, and this could be one form. So that's what the rush, that's what's known in the Achorim, the sheet of the rush, which is that the sheet of the rush is that if the person does not have, as a, as a punishment, stam, because you borrowed money and you can't pay back, there's no such thing. Imprisonment is not a punishment like that. But as a way of compelling a person to do what they have to do, so then it could be an Eitzah, like Rashi said. And so therefore, if the person has uh, means to pay back, and he's not, so that this can be a way of, of forcing the person. Just like, again, like the other situation that Rashi gave, the person's supposed to give a get, and they're not. That could also be a way of imprisoning to get the person to eventually agree. So that's, a, that's the sheet of, of, of the rush. What's interesting is, is that there's a, you know, a, 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 um, a dissenting view of the Rajba. In Marmokka number 8, the Rajba in Shuvas, <coughs> in Chelek Aleph, uh, so the Rajba, the case of the Rajba, from the answer, you know, it's not clear, but in the context of the question, the Rajba was asked about a situation of a person who had, had funds to pay back a debt, and he just wasn't. And so the question that was asked to the Rajba is like, what do we do about it? Like, what, what, what are we allowed to do? as a Bezdin, to get this guy to pay his debts. And again, the situation is that he was being, he was, he was being bereach. In other words, he, he had the way to, he had the funds to pay back, but he just, he wasn't, he wasn't doing what he's, what he's supposed to do. So the Rajma goes through in that shuva different uh, things, different aces that the Bezdin can, can, can try to do. And one of the suggestions that was made to the Rajma is what about imprisonment? So says the Rajma like this, Ein guf mishubit. Uh, the per- person's body is not like that. You, there's no such idea. There's no such idea of imprisoning a person as a way of, of getting him to, uh, you know, to do what he has to do. Right? There is an idea that, that a person back in the times of, of Yoival and so on, a person stole, couldn't pick it back, and they're sold as an evidivri. But that's a separate category. That's halachas of evidivri. We don't have that nowadays anyway. We're talking about just I'm imprisoning a person Says the Raj, but there is no such idea. There simply is no such idea. Again, by the times of, of Yoival and so on, by the times of an Evidivri, there was such an idea of selling a person as an Evidivri that he should pay back his debts. But Stam as a way of imprisoning, 
that he should just be compelled to do the right thing, says the Rajba, there is no such idea in Torah. No, he owes the money, so you have to figure out other ways, you know, whatever it is. But, but this idea is not, there is no idea. So the Rajba is, is fundamentally disagreeing with his entire, this entire subcategory. There, there is no such idea as imprisoning as a way of like compulsion. There's no such idea. So it's an interesting thing. Again, so what we have so far is one type of imprisonment, which is holding a person until the Chiyav Mis is carried out, or at least, you know, until it's clarified. What's the Chiyav Mis, the Kenyan? And now we have this other category of what imprisonment as a way of compelling the person to do the right thing. And that's a debate. Does such a thing exist? According to Rashi and according to the Rosh, such an idea exists. According to the Rajba, such a thing does not happen. There's no such idea. There's simply no such idea. The person, you have to figure out other ways, but the, 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 to imprison someone, such an idea doesn't exist. Love Dafka, love Dafka. I mean, that's not, the, it's, it's uh, I, listen, I can't no, say for sure. He's talking about Mammon, he's talking about Mammon, so it's not clear. I can't say, I can't say for sure. But the Rajba, in, in the concept of the Shuva, like, he, he uses language of like, like, there's no such idea. You know what I mean? So it would seem to indicate that he just, he's rejecting the entire idea. When the Gemara says in Sochim, the example of a person in a Jewish prison, the Rajba can just say the, the, the final example of Rashi, which is maybe the guy did something that's maybe Chayv Mis and he's being held. But this idea of in prison as a way of getting him to do what he has to do, the, the Pashas and the Rajba is that there's, no, there's simply no such idea. That's the Machlekes. Okay. Final example of of uh, of Beisi Surim, maybe the most most unpleasant, but uh, okay, it is what it is. Like I said, it's Tyra Lumen on the The final example is is also in the context of Chiyav Misa, sort of, and it's based on a number of Mishnayos and Mesechas and Edrin. So I I didn't want to bog you down with all the Mishnayos, but just the Rambam brings it all down for us. So in Maramakim number nine, there's a Rambam in Hilchas Ritzayach. Perak Dalid, Halachaches, to Halachates. And this is what the Ramam says. We know, like I mentioned before, when it comes to Chiyav Misa, it's very, very hard to make a person Chayav Misa in Bezdin. It has to be an extremely tight window, you know? Obviously, only certain, certain Averis are Chayav Misa. It has to be Kasher Edim. They have to give Hasra. The person has to, by the way, with Hasra, the person has to respond verbally to the warning, Toich Dibur, of the warning, with the words, I understand what you're saying, I accept, and I'm doing this to be, to be killed in bed. Like, he has to mamish, you know, nodding his head is not enough. You know, it has to be mamish, like, obvious and clear. It's very, very difficult. So, but the Rambam says like this, Now, you have to be, as we know with the Rambam, the language is always very particular. It says, Someone who kills people. In other words, the indication is that whatever he's about to talk about is not just... Uh, you know, God forbid, like, you know, a murderer, someone that's, uh, a, yeah, something like that. He goes, he's, he's a Ritzeach. That's his, that's his title. You know what I mean? That's what he does. That's what he does. Not a, you know, a hurrying the fascist. V'loi ha'yushnei But there's no, there's no two Edom. You know, he, he, he's good at what he does. He's not, he's not going to be in front of Edom. Rayin Aisai, Ka'achas. Or by the way, also, like I mentioned, when the two Edom, they both have to seem together. If you have one A from this place and one A from that place, it's also no good. So it has to be, again, it's very, very difficult. So if you have a person that's hard the fascist and you don't have Adem that see, witness it together, let's say they even were Adem, but there was no Hasra. And whatever the situation is that makes it impossible to actually carry out Chiyav Misa, but we know that this is, he's, he's a Ratzchan, he's a, he's a murderer like this. All these types of people, 
that are, 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 are killers. So he says, what do we do with them? So this is a halacha l'mayish m'sinai. Again, that's, it's coming from Mishnais and Sanhedrin. It's a halacha l'mayish m'sinai. Kain sinaisa We imprison them. You can't, you can't give Mises Bezdin, the formal thing of skill and so on, that you can't do. But we imprison them. And we put them in a situation where they, where they are killed. But not Mises Bezdin. What do we do? So it's interesting. We give them very just bare food to survive. To the point of where their stomach shrinks and they become, you know, uh, very, very skinny and so on. And then we give them certain types of food made of barley and so on, which is not good for such a small stomach. And eventually they, they die because of that. So it's uh, not a, I don't, know what's, I don't know what's exactly a better way to go, whether it be hereg or skeel or this, I'm not sure. But lo'olena, uh, but, uh, but that's, uh, that's the halacha. So we imprison the person and we, we kill him, basically, but without going through Mises Bezin like that. Now says the Ramam, We don't do this for any other Avera that would require Mises Bezin except for Ritzicha. And like I said, even for Ritzicha, the language of the Ramam is, uh, the person has to be a Ratzchan, not just a one-time deal. It has to be clear that this is, this is what this guy does. Like he's a, he's a murderer like that. Elam Nishayev Misa, rather, by other, other situations, if the guy is Chayev Misa legitimately with all the stipulations of Bez, then Mamisa Nisa, then you carry out capital punishment. Vim Eina Chayev Misa, and if something went wrong, the Asra, or whatever it is, and it didn't work out, then point to Nisa, then it's free to go. Like, that, that's, that's what we do. And says the Ramam, and I'm not saying because, because Shri Chazdam murder is, is between, in Shemaim is the most severe. There could be other of theirs that maybe in Shemayim are worse. Uh, that's not the point. But 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 it doesn't it doesn't create it doesn't break down society like like Rasicha does. This guy is a Ratzchan. You can't he's a, he's a menace to society. You can't have him walk around. So to to keep society functional, we have to take care of this person, and that's the Mahalach uh, imprisonment. And you take care of him uh, in prison. That's the uh, that's the Rambam. So again, from this Rambam, it would say the Rambam is clear that this there's a new idea of a new sugya category of imprisonment, which is <coughs> not a holding pin until chiv misa, and not uh, a way of compelling him to do the right thing, which was questionable. But there's a new thing, which is uh, by itself a way of uh, taking care of this guy. So these are Mishnais and Sanhedrin. These are Mishnais and Sanhedrin. There's a few Mishnais, there's about three Mishnais and Sanhedrin that give situations like this. The Mishnais themselves, they come from Halach Lomesh Sinai. So it's Halach Lomesh Sinai that such a thing is, is possible, but that's where it goes. Halach Lomesh Sinai recorded Mishnais, and Rambam's bringing it down from Mishnais. Now the next, the, but, but here's the problem. Like with every Rambam, there's always a stira. So there's another, this was in Hilchas Ritzeach. There's another Rambam in Hilchas Sanhedrin. Okay, and also from based on Mishnayos, but the Rambam Hilchas and Hedrin Parakudches Olachahei says the following thing: Misha Avar Al Isser Kares. If a person violated, it's interesting. Not even in Mises Bezdin, right? There's no certain halos. Averis come with Mises Bezdin. A person didn't violate that, but they violated. God forbid, an Avera which carries Kares. Right? Kares is a punishment in Hashemayim. The person's cut off. Whatever the the different ways to. Different ways, but whatever the karis is, there's such a punishment from Shemaim called karis. A person violated that, or Mises Bezdin, or a person violated an Avera, which would be a capital case, the Hisrubai, and they gave him Hasra, they gave him warning. Now, by the way, when it comes to karis, you should know there is a punishment that Chazal would give, that Bezdin would give for karis, 
not capital punishment, but Malkus. Chazal say, even amazing thing, Chazal say that it was the biggest benefit for the guy that violated Naver for Karis, the biggest benefit was to give him Malkus. Because the Gemara says the tradition that we have is that a person that's Chayv Karis, Malkus takes care of the Karis. So it would be a lot to, by the way, a little bit just on the side, you know, it's well known that by the, in, in Tzvat, in the you know, late 1500s or so, there was a big movement to make a Sanhedrin, to, to reestablish a Sanhedrin. And so it was a big tumult uh, between the, the Yishuv and Tzfat. The two big Yishuvim at the time was Tzfat and Yushalayim. Tzfat was bigger, but Tzfat and Yushalayim. It was a big tumult back and forth. It's the Chacham of Yushalayim disagreed with this. The Chacham of Tzfat wanted to. And so a big, one of the big issues was like, why are you doing this? Like, what is that? like, why are you trying to make a Sanhedrin? What's your motivation? And so one of the, at least the, one of the official reasons that was given is because there was a tremendous influx of people at that time coming from the Spanish Inquisition. And so a lot of them... Nebuch, I mean, they, they, it was annoyingness, but, but uh, they, a lot of them committed Averis, Vadizar and so on, under the Spanish Inquisition. And so a lot of them came to Tzvat, and they wanted a kapara, because they felt that they, uh, they had Oinshim of Karis on them, and who knows what. So one of the reasons is, so they said, the Chama of Tzvat said, listen, let's make a bez, and if we could reestablish the Nehedrin, it means we could give Malkus. And if we could give them Malkus, then they could be putter from their Karis. That was one of the reasons that was floating around. The Chama of Yushalayim said, first, the whole thing is Mamashat Tais. First of all, they're not chayv karis. It was annoyingness. That's number one. Number two, in order to give malchus, it has to be hasra, edim. You don't have that anyway. So the whole thing is... Uh, so the, the truth is, that was just a front. <laughs> the real reason is because they wanted to bring Mashiach. And there was a... And you need a Sanhedrin. It was a auspicious time for Gula. But anyway, there's this idea that a person is chayv karis, and they... And, and they're... Karis... Karis... There There's... You know... There are, there are only two examples of karis which come from a lack of a positive mitzvah. And that's Mila and Pesach, right? If a person doesn't give him himself a bris Mila or doesn't bring a car in Pesach, so it's a chiv karis. But every other chiv karis comes with a lav. And whenever you're dealing with a lav, on that level of karis, theoretically you could be given malchus too if there's hasra and so on. So that's the situation. So it says the Ram again, going back to Maramukh number 10. A guy violates an isra of karis or violates an isra of Mises Bezdin, the history and there's witnesses, there's hasra, but here's the problem. The person didn't respond verbally to the hasra by saying, yes, I hear you. Rather, he just nodded his head, which for every other thing would be good enough, but for, for Malkus and Mises Bezdin, that's not good enough. Or if he, didn't, he just was quiet, which again, usually, but not for these situations. He didn't verbally accept the hasra, so it says the Ram, organized, so finished, he can't kill him. They malkanized, he can't give him Malkus, finished, he's good to go. Let's say this happens a second time. So the guy violates the Isr Kares or the Isr Mises Bezin a second time. And also, the history boy, they gave him a warning. The Hirkin Beroisha, Aishasak, and again, Viter, he nods his head, he's quiet. Something goes wrong in the Hasra process. Viter, Ema Mison, I said, Ema Mison, he's got to go again, he's free to go. They didn't think. Says Ram Chazer Pam Shlishes. If this happens a third time, the Avar, and he violates it, the history boy, and they warn him. Now, even if he just nods his head and so on, we imprison him until he dies. So this is so that's what the Ram is saying. So if you, if a person violates a chiv karis, even a chiv karis or any chiv misas bezin, Ram doesn't say dafka ritzich over here. Any karis violation and any misas bezin by the third time, he's imprisoned. So the achorinim esk it's a stira between the Rambam and Hilchas Ritzayach to the Rambam and Hilchas Sanhedrin. 
In Hilchus Ritzach, the Rambam said clearly that this Indian of imprisoning until the person's killed, until the person dies, that's not just for, that's not for uh, any Chi of Kares, and it's not even for any Chi of Mis, it's Davka Ritzicha. And even for Ritzicha, the Rambam said the person has to be a Ratzchan, you know, a Horig Nefoshis, not just a, you know. But now all of a sudden in Hilchus and Hedrin, and the Rambam said clearly, and if it's anything not that, then okay, then we don't do this. It comes around in Hilchus and Hedrin and says, no, any Chi of Kares, or any Chi of Mis is Bezdin, by the third time he does it, if there's something that went wrong in the Hasra or whatever, we imprison him until he, until he dies. So I thought it's only for Ritzicha. So like this, there's a safer that we have, uh, uh, without getting into the politics of it, it's, uh, it's hard to find these days, but uh, it was a safer, the Tzitzliezer, Tzitzliezer. So the Tzitzliezer, uh, in the younger years, before the Tshuva, Tzitzliezer, so he ordered a safer called Hilchus Medina. Hilchus Medina, is a lot of the, the Yishirim, I think, maybe will be modeled after that. Hilchus Medina is uh, the halachas of setting up a, of a, of a government, al-pi halacha. So there's all different sections. You can imagine, you know, it's, it's, it's not in print anymore. But uh, in Hilchus Medina, so Sitzli so deals with this Rambam. And Sitzli says, this is the solution. The answer is as follows. In Hilchus Ritzayach, the Rambam said over there, the guy that's a Ratzchan, a Harag Nefashis, the Rambam didn't just say that he's imprisoned. He's imprisoned, and we kill him in prison. The whole thing, okay, feeding him this type of food, that type of food. That, that type of imprisonment, that type of imprisonment, says the Ramam, that's for a Ratzchan. That's something that's unique. And Hilchus and Hezhen, the is saying something else. The Ramam in Hilchus and Hezhen doesn't say this whole procedure of killing the person. The Ramam just says, What the Ramam in Hilchus and Hezhen is introducing us to is something else, which is called life imprisonment. That's something else. That if a person violates a chiyav kares three times, or a chiyav misas bezdin three times, then there is a punishment that's called life in prison. That when he says achiyamis, he means the person dies uh, nat- naturally. So there's two separate halachas. There is an imprisonment which is a pun- which which is killing the per- uh, killing the person, and that's for a ratzchan, that's for a harig nefashis. For, Nebu, for, for another person who, who just violates, not, he's not a rabbi, he violates Chiv uh, Kares or Mises Bezdin, again, three times, and each time there's some, you know, some, some issue that went wrong in, in, in the Hasra or whatever, so then there's something else. It's also an imprisonment, but it's imprisonment, uh, you know, it's, uh, until he dies of natural death. That's when the Rambam says in, in, in Maramukha number nine that this Indian of of, uh, of imprisonment and feeding him certain foods, v'chulu v'chulu, until the person is killed, the Rambam says that, that this is only for a ratzchan. It doesn't mean that, that but, but if it's not a ratzchan case, this entire formula is not, is not in place. But the idea of machnis anayselakip, of, of imprisoning the person, that, uh, that applies to all things, again, if it's a chiv karis, from Yisus Bethlehem three times. Okay, so that's the unpleasantness. So we have... Uh, so, so what boils down is all these different categories of chavisha, of, of uh, chavisha basically serum. Again, you have, you have case number one that's clearly rooted in Chazal, all these things, that uh, imprisonment like as a holding, a holding situation until Mises Bezin is clarified. You have another situation of chavisha basically serum as a way of compelling a person to do the right thing, whether questionable, questionable. Rashi and the Rosh certainly hold such an idea, the Rajva might just not agree to the whole idea. And you have this final situation of, of, of it being as a punishment. And there's different madregas to that punishment. A ratzchan, the punishment of imprisonment, is mamish, it's a death sentence. And uh, someone that's not a ratzchan, but violates Mises Bezin or Karis multiple times, 
then there's a punishment of, of, of in prison, and that's just achiyamas, it's a life sentence, but it's not the, it's not mamish uh, killing the person. Okay. To be mamtik, uh, these dinam a little bit, so let's, let's just, just for mamish uh, a couple minutes, just to think a little bit, this <coughs> Indian of imprisonment. Every, everything in Yiddishkeit, again, it's all, everything we do, even if, you know, uh, it's all, it will, everything Bezdin does dealing with people that violated halacha, violated mitzvahs, it's all trying to be misakin, it's all trying to fix. That, that, that's the idea. We're all trying to be misakin and shamas and misakin and nefashas. If it's just a matter of keeping society function, then all the halachas of, of, of Mises Bezdin and Malkis, all these things, we could come up with maybe better ways to keep society at bay. All these halachas are really about being, being misakin the nefesh that, uh, that was damaged and was injured. Because of this, because of that fear that the person did, and the, and what we're seeing is that again throughout, whether it be Mrs. Bezin, like the first example, or you know even monetary inyanim or other situations, this this inyan of imprisonment, what what what, what is that doing to misak in the person? And maybe it'll shed some light on the rivash, right? That it's it's inappropriate for the person to be walking in the street. <coughs> so it's like this. Take a look at my remark number number eleven. Obviously. You know, the, the, this, this little piece of the Sefer Tanya that we're going to see together, he's not talking about, you know, this, these halachas of being in prison, but maybe, maybe. So the Tanya over there in Parak Memhei in Sefer Tanya, at that, already, already at that, that part of Tanya, he's talking about different eitzes that a person can do to get them to, to wake up their nefesh kiss. Right, we know that it's a side of the Sefer Tanya that every single one of us is, is made of two parts. You have your nefesh of Bahamas, right, uh, bringing you to low places. You have nefesh of kiss that wants nothing but what dvekis Hashem. And sometimes, for the average person, the nefesh of kiss is dormant, it's quiet. And so, how do you wake that up? So, and you can imagine the people that we're talking about, you know, this morning, whatever the situation is, these are people that their nefesh of kiss is very, very dormant. So it says the Baal like this, So the Baal Tanya in Perak Mem Hay, it's good to see the whole Perak over there. The Tanya over there in Perak Mem Hay says that even if everything else fails, if all the other eights that I mentioned until now of, of, of contemplating this and thinking about that and this, nothing works. There is one Mahalach which, which could... Stir up a nefesh of kiss, and that is la'ayr b'machshavta itchila rachmim rab l'fnei Hashem al nitzet elokus hamachaya nafshei. Says about Tanya, it's about the, the one, the, the final, the one strategy is to awaken rachmim rabim, an unbelievable level of rachmanus ben Hashemayim, on the spark of Hashem's presence that's imprisoned within you. And so he says like this: Ashiyarim makar chaya chayim ein soif baruchu. If you think to yourself about your neshama, and you think where your neshama comes from, that it comes from the source of all life, the infinite one. Hamamalik kalalman, that fills all worlds, v'sayv kalalman, and surrounds all worlds. V'kul kamei and everything before him is mamish nothing. That's where your neshama comes from. That's the environment that your neshama is used to, being in that place of infinite. And what happens? And the neshama is taken from that place and is now clothed in the skin of the snake, Right, it's put in this world. Harochak mi arpenei hamelach, far from the light of the king's face, betachlas betachlas aherchak, an infinite distance. Umelech aser barhatim says says Atanya, and the king and the spark of in your neshama, which is a spark of Hashem, is mamish in prison, mamish in prison. Melech aser barhatim v'usayid gol sashchin, and that's what the exile of divine presence is. It says about Tanya, let's go back to Baal Shem, that when we talk about the, the Shekhinahs in Galas, so what does that mean? So like, you left your Shalim and now it's like somewhere else. The Shekhinah being Galas means us. 
It means, it means who we're supposed to be and who we are deep down being imprisoned in this prison that's called the Nefesh of Bahamas. That's the Golis Hashrina. That's called the Divine Presence in Golis. It's not somewhere... It could be in a very nice place. You could be uh, in a nice restaurant, but your mom is in prison. And the Golis is in prison. And the Shechina is in prison because when your Nefesh of the Kis is being held back by the Nefesh of Bahamas, that's called Hashem in prison. That's called you being in prison. And so, And so, says the Baltani, the Eitzah the, the is to realize that and to think in such terms and to realize that a sin that a person commits or, or a, situ, a bad situation that they're, that they're in, it's not just a bad thing that they're doing. You're, you're imprisoned, which means two things. It means that, first of all, there's a piece of you, there's a part of you that's, that's not this, that's divine, that's elevated, that's above this experience. But that part of you, which is so pure and so serene and so sublime, is being shackled because of this, this environment. And said, and said about Tanya, everyone wants to be the hero that saves the princess, you know, the knight in shining armor. That's a natural thing, uh, especially for men. We want to do that. And so we, if you could imagine that that's what we're doing in life, by, to us, for us to do our own tshuva and to help other yidin, what we're doing is rescuing the princess. We're going and we're, we're, we're saving the damsel in distress. And who's the damsel? Ourselves. Our own neshama is the damsel in distress. And we're releasing her from her prison. That itself, that, I, that very thought said the Baltanya, not only motivates us, but it, 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 it conjures up rachmim rabim, it, it, it evokes unbelievable compassion from the Rabbanu Shleilam for the peace of himself, Kivyochel, that's in prison. In other words, you know, the Rabbanu Shleilam always responds in kind to us. If we're completely callous to the fact that the princess is in prison, then the Rabbanu Shleilam is also passive about it. But if, we could, if we're distressed by that, by the imprisonment of our own nefesh kiss in our nefesh Bahamas, then the Rabbanish Shleilam will also be impassioned by that, and there'll be an influx of rachamim on you, and automatically that itself will get you out of prison. So it says this, is, in other words, what the Baal is telling us is an amazing idea, is that the very, the, every, two points. First of all, every sin is be'etzim imprisonment. Every sin is imprisonment. It's the nefesh kiss being imprisoned by the nefesh Bahamas. number one. Number two, and being sensitive to that is itself the way out of prison. Being sensitive to the fact that the Nefesh Lakis is imprisoned by the Nefesh of Bahamas, it already itself evokes Rachmim Rabim from Shemaim on your Nefesh Lakis, and that itself will give it the strength to get out of prison. <clears throat> so when we're talking about this Yid, whatever the situation is, like we just went through all the different situations, this Yid, he did Naveir. So Chazal have this Inyan of imprisoning the person, uh, until the Einish is carried, whatever the situation is, what's, this, what's the panemius of being... Imp- that's, that's a tikkun for this guy. That's a tikkun for this guy, because that's what the Avera was. The Avera was an imprisonment of the Nefesh kiss and the Nefesh Bahamas, and by him being sensitive to his own imprisonment, that evokes Racham and Rabbim on himself to get him out of that prison. So it's like what the, 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 the penis of what the Rivash said. It's inappropriate for the guy to be walking in the street, and meanwhile, a din Torah is, 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 is being, uh, hel- being worked out for him. Why? It's not just like, okay, on a Pasha level, it's, it's disrespectful, or it's, or I don't know, it's like not becoming, or whatever, however you want to say it. In Pneumius, it's like that, that, that's the avoida that he requires. The avoida that he needs right now is Racham and Rabbim on himself. And how do we evoke Racham and Rabbim? By him himself being sensitive to the fact that he's Mamash Chavash, that he's imprisoned. So by him physically being imprisoned, that's reflective of the reality that he is in. 
So he, he is in prison, whether he realizes it or not. That's the point. He should be cognizant of the fact that he's talking in prison. And that's sitting in the base of Yisra. Halach Lamaisa, it's, you know, the week of Shua Shechal, but we're talking in prison. The Golis is the Shechinus and Golis. And, and we have to, it's, um, and being sensitive to that and thinking about that is itself Ma'irachim Rabim. And that itself should be a way to get us out of our prison, Befrat, Bechlal, Tabiyas Kaltzadik, Merav Yemenu, Amen. Amen.